Welcome to Marketing School, the only podcast that provides daily top-level marketing tips and strategies from entrepreneurs that practice what they preach and live what they teach. Let's start leveling up your marketing knowledge with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. Hey, Marketing School listeners, I have an interesting stat for you. Did you know that Walmart improved their conversion rate by 2% for every second that they improved their load time? In other words, website speed helps with conversions. In addition to that, Google uses it to determine where your site ranks in their index. So the faster your website loads, the higher you'll rank. For that reason, I want to talk to you today about a company called DreamHost. DreamHost powers the web with fast websites and superior customer service brought to you by a team of web experts who are super committed to your success online. We've worked with them to create a special offer just for Marketing School listeners. All you have to do is go to dreamhost.com slash school to learn more and get your website online today. Welcome to another episode of Marketing School. I'm Eric Su. And I'm Neil Patel. And today we're going to talk about seven laws of highly successful marketing campaigns. And guess who's going first? Neil! <laughs> so typically when Eric goes first, it's because he has an idea and he wants to be the first one to get it out so I don't take it. And then... And when I blow I, on ideas, I hand it to you. That's right. And, and, and vice versa, by the way. That's, I was about to say that. And I'm like, the same goes <laughs> in the opposite way. When Eric goes first, I love it because that means I have to do one less idea. But in general, we enjoy this podcast. It's fun for us. Mm-hmm. So law number one. All right, successful marketing campaigns continually change. You know, I, I see a lot of people, they're like, oh my God, I got this amazing funnel, I'm driving traffic. Well, yeah, it may work for the next month, two months, three months. That same ad copy may work for the next month, two months if you're lucky. But over time, it gets saturated. You get banner blindness. People keep seeing your messaging. There's fatigue. You got to keep changing your products. It's just like those people who sell info products. They sell the same info product year after year. Well, unless they keep changing it up, they'll notice that their numbers continually go down. Why? Because people have already seen it so many times. They want to see new stuff. So how do you solve this problem? Well, in your end, you want to make sure that you're continually testing and experimenting. If you don't continually test and experiment, your marketing campaign will be a one-hit wonder. If it's working, it won't work for long. So whether you use VWO, Optimizee, Crazy Egg, you need to continually always test. Not just your ads, not just your creatives, not just your landing pages, your funnels, your copy, everything. Now, to give you an idea of this, back in the day when I had my previous startup, Kissmetrics, my team was just like, we boosted our conversion rates by over 90% through a simple hack. Instead of making people give us all their details, we would just make them log in with Google, and then we change a button from log in to sign in or something like that, and that boosted conversions again. Now, when you look at those hacks, sure, that may seem cool, but over time, things have changed because now people are concerned about privacy. So that one little thing, it actually started hurting conversions. And when that was removed, conversion rates went through the roof. So you can't just rely on a tactic and be like, all right, this is working really well. This is what's going to always work. You got to keep testing and retesting. All right. Number two. So Neil talked about testing and also at the same time, you know, testing kind of, you know, what you have going on from an ad perspective, but also looking at different channels too, right? If you have something that's working really well on one channel, why not explore other channels where there's a lot other volume for you that that's available too? So what I would say is, yeah, sure. You know, absolutely. You, you, you want to have a cadence where you're not only kind of retesting copy, you're testing the banners, you're testing the designs as well. 
but you're also, you know, kind of jumping around to being like, okay, again, if this works well on Google, can it work well on display? Can it work well on YouTube? Can this work on Facebook too? So you've got to broaden your horizons. Number three. So one thing that we've seen with successful marketing campaigns, they take an omni-channel approach. When I was working with Expedia, we saw something really interesting. There, everyone already knows what Expedia is. And this was more recently, right? This wasn't like five, 10 years ago. Technically, five, 10 years ago, everyone still knew who Expedia was because they've been around forever. But even though everyone who's known who Expedia is, what they recently found is when they run television ads, pay-per-click ads, SEO, content marketing, social media, radio, and they do everything together, their CPAs across the board drastically decrease. They save money. Why? Because it's the rule of someone. When someone sees you seven times, branding kicks in, you're top of mind, your conversions go up, trust kicks in. Now, you can't do what Expedia did, nor can I, because none of us have that kind of money, right? I think they're worth like $20 billion or something like that. But what we can do is we can leverage an omni-channel approach, whether that's email marketing, push notification, leveraging messenger bots, chat bots, leveraging things like paid ads if you want, SEO, content marketing, social media, going live on all these social platforms, that's free. But by going omni-channel, your brand's going to be out there more. People are going to see you more. You'll notice that your conversions will start going through the roof as well. All right. So... Well, I guess the other one, this is number four right now, is also if you, in the same vein, if you are talking about different channels, testing different copy, it's just testing in general, right? But also testing different partners too. You know, we've talked about channel partners in the past, but when you're running marketing campaigns, you know, if you have a really successful channel partnership where the people already have your customers, that's going to make your campaign explode. A lot of people tend to discredit channel partners or um, sometimes you look at channel partners and like, oh, you know, that, that's affiliate marketing, that, that's dirty. Not really because ultimately just partnering up with people, right? So looking at that, I would just say, look at this, look, look at it this way. So, you know, there's Neil talked about testing copy, t- uh, testing banners. I talk about testing channels, also new channel partners too. I, I just think like, just testing in general. And also I'll add in a caveat here or add in a benefit of the, the benefit of trying things that are absolutely crazy. Sometimes you just ask yourself, you know, maybe you're doing the quarterly planning or maybe it's a, a weekly kind of meeting where you just say, Hey guys, like, you know, what are some absolutely crazy things that we can try that we've never done before? And some of the most highly successful marketing campaigns are just things that are, you know, where, when, when people go out on a limb and try something, for example, when the Super Bowl was going on and, and the lights went out, I think it was the Ravens versus the Niners. But, you know, what happened was lights went out and then Oreo took advantage of that. And then they became, you know, that was a popular uh, marketing campaign. So, you know, think of some crazy ideas and sometimes also um, in that same vein, you know, executing very quickly too. Neil? Number five, influencers will always work as long as they're relevant. Like getting Kim Kardashian to promote your B2B marketing service, eh, probably not going to work too well. Having Kim Kardashian promote your new lipstick line, probably going to crush it. I'm not saying Kim doesn't know business or marketing. She's really smart from what I've seen online. But nonetheless, whatever her followers are following her for, that's what you need to promote to them. So whatever industry you're in, you need to find relevant influencers. If you're in B2B, go find relevant B2B influencers. You know, for example, if you're in the business world and Mark Zuckerberg said something amazing about your Tim Ferriss, you bet you your conversions are going to go up. On the flip side, if a Kardashian says something about you and then you're in beauty or cosmetics, you bet you your conversions are going to go up. 
Uh, and we've seen this over and over again, right? People have been using celebrities for years, you know, from like athletes like Michael Jordan's being on cereal boxes all the way to, you know, them representing logos and shoes and brands and cars. I remember Blake Griffin dunked by jumping over a Kia back in the day. So it, it helps really with brands, getting them out there. And if you're not sure on how to find influencers, because some of them are too expensive, but if you want them at an affordable rate, go check out influence.co. It's a great place to find influencers uh, within your niche that are affordable. So some of the best marketers actually that, that you and I know, Neil, uh, these, some of the best marketers are very, let's say data-driven. They look at the numbers very closely. And you know, literally I, every single day, they might be looking at uh, a dashboard just to make sure that the formula is continuing to work because ultimately a successful marketing campaign is a formula that's working. Same thing with the business. A business is a formula that is working. So, you know, ultimately if you're not measuring, you're not managing what's going on, then, you know, if, if a couple of levers break down, like let's say your landing page doesn't convert as highly anymore, your cost per acquisition continues to increase. All of, a, all of a sudden, you, you know, what was working really well before, three months later is no longer working as well. So you have to continually monitor the numbers. Actually, to Neil's earlier point, you know, people are going to have banner blind lists, things like that, all these different things that drag the numbers down. So you have to constantly be a hawk, whether it's you or maybe someone else on your team taking a look at it. Neil, you will close it off. Last but not least, you know, and, and I'll actually start with the saying, do you know what the difference between a seven-figure company, eight-figure, and nine-figure company is? What do we say it was? It was, oh, whoever can spend the most. So a seven-figure company typically spends money on ads and they want to make like 3x their money or 2x. Eight-figure company will want to spend money on ads and they want to at least break even after refunds and credit card fees. A nine-figure company is willing to lose money because they know the lifetime value will more than make up for it and they'll make money on the back end. If you want to do well in marketing, ad costs are going to continually rise. Marketing is going to get more expensive. It doesn't matter if you're not even paying for ads, whether it's SEO, content marketing. All this takes time, which in essence means that it costs money, right? Because you can be doing something else with that time. So if you want to do well, you can't just optimize for conversions on the front end. You need to look at your funnel and optimize for back end conversions as well. How can you continually get people to spend more with you? How can you continually get them to buy more products and services? How can you add in upsells and downsells upon checkout to maximize the revenue that you collect? So then that way, people are worth more, which allows you to spend more than your competition. And this is going to be more and more important, especially as we get into 2020, due to the fact that marketing is just going to get more expensive. It doesn't matter if we go into a recession in the U.S. or we have a global recession. Marketing will still get more expensive because if someone's spending a dollar and they're making $2 in the recession, it doesn't matter. People will still spend more. So that's pretty much it for this episode. If you want help fine-tuning your marketing campaigns, growing, making sure that you'll do well in 2020, check out marketingschool.io slash live. Eric and I are doing in-person event with training where we can help you grow, succeed, and scale faster. We appreciate you joining us for this session of Marketing School. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit marketingschool.io for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to more episodes that will help you find true marketing success. That's marketingschool.io. Until next time, class dismissed.